This connected podcast shares experiences and points of views about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. No right or wrong topics here, just honest talk to connect generations and situations to not necessarily agree, but definitely be listened to. I'm your host, Catholic.Dad, also known as Arnell, a husband, father, and former youth ministry coordinator, now turned podcast host. We hope you enjoy the show and feel like this connected. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. On this episode of This Connected, we have Sister Shirley, a.k.a. Lily, with the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco, described as joyful, musical, and enthusiastic. Sister Lily will allow us into her life and just have a conversation. And so, everyone, we have Sister Lily. Welcome, Sister Lily. Last time I spoke... Thank you kind of like, um, I don't know, over a year, maybe two years ago, uh, yeah. when you left California and went to the beautiful garden state of New Jersey? New Jersey, yes. Welcome, Sister yes. Lily. Thank you. I'm super excited because this is, this is actually the first time I've ever been part of a podcast. So I'm super honored. Thank you so much, Arnell. You know what? We have been so blessed in this podcast to have some um, some religious and uh, and um, priests who've um, joined us. And I always wanted to bring our religious brothers and sisters, so that our young people and people who are older, like me, a little bit more seasoned, a little older, just a little, um, <laughs> would be able to learn why you were so passionate. You know, most people, uh, you know, I've, all, I've said that I'm one of those um, um, people who got away. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a father, Monsignor Colleen said, Arnel, you have to be a priest. I already have things ready for you. At least you can have a free education. And um, I was like, no. <laughs> and, but my cousins did. And so we have, uh, you know, Father Dennis, who's, you know, a Jesuit. Um, shout out to Father Dennis. Um, but yeah, I've always been amazed of, of your your yes. And you know, one of the things uh, for our podcast listeners who's not watching this on video, um, we have actually some young people joining us um, who will join us later to be able to ask some questions um, from you, from our conversation. But mm -hmm. as usual, um, I do have some questions I really wanted to know because okay that way, but um, I want you to first tell us about you. Tell us how you grew up. You know, were you always Catholic? Um, tell us who Lily is, who Sister Lily is. See, I still have that. I, I still have a hard time calling you Sister. <laughs> I know because you knew me like <laughs> before. <laughs> so tell us about you, Sister Lily. Yeah, so 
Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. Um, I have three brothers and two sisters. Um, my dad is black. My mom is Filipina. Um, and I grew up um, in Rialto and I raised and I was raised there in Rialto um, until I joined the sisters. Um, I homeschooled um, from K through 12. And then I, um, when I went to college, I went to college at Chafee College and I got my associate's degree in music. Um, and uh, to answer your question, no, I was not always Catholic. Um, originally, my, um, my mom was not a strong Catholic when me and my brothers and sisters were born. Um, so she and my dad agreed to be raised in my dad's faith, which is um, Seventh-day Adventist Christian. Um, and then later on, um, I'd say when I was around 10 years old or so, um, my brother Gino, who's now Father Gino, he's a priest in our diocese here in San Bernardino. Priest. He, yeah, he and um, my oldest sister Charlene joined the RCIA program and they wanted to become Catholic. So during that time, I was just like super, I was inspired by them in the sense that they were excited about church. Um, and I thought that's weird. It's actually, it's supposed, church is supposed to be boring. Um, so there's something that's probably really special about this church, about the Catholic church. So that intrigued me and that made me want to become Catholic. So um, a little bit after that, I also joined the RCIA program. It was adapted for children since I was, you know, 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, and then I received the sacraments. I became Catholic. I was baptized, received my first Holy Communion and Confirmation on Easter of 2007. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me and my childhood. Um, my whole family is very musical. Um, I learned piano from my grandma and my dad taught me some guitar and we always grew up like me and my brothers and sisters, we always grew up singing or playing for God in church. That's beautiful. You know, it's crazy because I always thought that you were a, a person who was just so on fire with your faith. And when you said, you know, I grew up and church was boring. <laughs> Wait, she's normal? Yeah. Because you... <laughs> yeah. Every time I saw you, I was like, I want my daughters to be just like them. They're so on fire. You guys were just so passionate. And so, and here's what I admired about you guys, you and your sisters, because uh, I never really met Father Gino. Um, but you and your sisters, when you guys walked in, you're like, I, I could almost hear like, oh, because <laughs> just floated in. And, and you guys were just so nice that, that's that's like the the word it's like gosh they're so nice they're just nice people and you know uh, you know you guys have to stop me if i talk too much but your mom is one of those rosary makers yeah she is actually like hundreds and hundreds of rosaries um i think she gave me like hundreds of them at one time um there's a lot of people who, who give me rosaries so for those listeners who think you know call Arnell for rosaries. I don't actually make those. 
there's some wonderful, beautiful ladies who make those and then hand them off to me so I can hand them off to you guys. So yeah, that's uh, all the rosaries that's on the walls. They're gifts. Nice. That's why we don't sell them. They're blessed. <laughs> so here's the thing. You said that your father is black. So you're mm -hmm. mixed. Your father, your mother is Filipina. He's Seventh-day Adventist. Mm -hmm. I think listeners out there are asking, is he Catholic too? Uh, no, my dad is still a very strong and devout Seventh-day Adventist Christian, um, as well as one of my brothers. Um, so yeah, my dad still goes to church um, at the Seventh-day Adventist church, still does music, mm -hmm. um, praise music there. So that is so interesting because it's very rare that we see that in, in, in families and in faiths that, that have uh, families that are both very, very much involved. Uh, usually you'll see one, it's like, okay, well, then we'll go here and they're, they're the ones who are very involved. And then people are like, no, we're not so involved. But this is, in your family, people who are members of your family who are both very much alive. Christ is really alive in, in your entire family and two totally different religions. Yeah. Right? I was like, wow, I, I, you know, it's almost like, can I get invited to like Thanksgiving dinner and listen to what the conversation is? <laughs> so yeah. Here, here's, here's, Sister Lily, here's, here's my um, one question. Um, and a lot of times people will ask, and I'm sure you've been asked this question, why? Why did you become a sister? Yeah, uh, that's something that I, I think about and reflect about. Um, basically every, like every step that I take towards becoming um, an official sister, um, which will be for me, actually exactly a month from now, I will be making my vows as a Salesian sister on August 5th. Um, so I'll get my full habit with the veil in exactly one month. But yeah, I think about why. Um, the, the main reason definitely is love because I love, I love God. Um, it always reminds me, like I always go back to when I first heard the call and that was in adoration. Um, and I was, you know, still a new Catholic. So I was 12 around 12 years old. And during that time in adoration, um, I would just, I just remember, well, first it was really hard <laughs> for a 12 year old just to sit there and pray um, in front of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, but soon it got a little bit easier with, you know, a little bit of coaching from <laughs> my older brothers and sisters. Um, and then soon just to be able to pray before Jesus and to just be, just be in front of our Lord. Um, there was a moment when I just recognized that, wow, God is so good. God is so good to me um, and to my family. Like, wow, he gives himself in the form of bread and wine uh, in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. And I wanna do something in return. Um, 
And the thought immediately came to me, you want to do something in return to say thank you to God? You should become a sister. Wow. And at that time I said, sure, great. Let me do that. Hold on. Wait a minute. I don't even know what a sister is. So <laughs> I had to go home and, you know, um, check out Google, like what is a Catholic sister? So all the things that I um, started to learn about sisters, I said, okay, I, I think I, I could probably maybe picture myself being a sister. So it all started from there. Um, so yeah, definitely. Why did, why do I, why did I choose to become a sister? Definitely to say thank you to God. Um, soon more things progressed too that I recognized, okay, well, I want to, um, I want to share this love that I have for God. I want to share this with other people. Um, and first I, I looked into that through service um, at the retreat house of the Carmelite sisters. I don't know if you're familiar with those sisters in Alhambra. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I volunteered with them when I was in high school. Um, and then I entered with them when I was 18 years old. I entered and joined those sisters as a candidate. So I lived with them for one year. Um, and at the end, the end of that first year with them, they, they concluded that, you know, maybe you should just live life more. Maybe you should just um, experience more about, you know, having your own job, being more independent, having your own car, um, things like that. But it was, it was quite a surprise to me because I, I was hoping to move on to the next step. Um, but after a huge, a huge struggle, because I, I seriously thought that God was closing the door in front of my face and saying, I don't want you to be a sister. <laughs> um, but I know God speaks through people and God was speaking through these sisters and, and they, and they assured me like, just because we're, we're telling you, maybe you should go back home um, or, you know, have a place of your own, go to college, um, have your own job. We're not saying that, you're not called to become a sister. We're just saying you just need to grow more um, on a human level, on a spiritual level. Um, and they assured me, if you, if you are still called, um, God will bring you back. Um, so that's what I did. And I enjoyed it. I love college. <laughs> I really loved college. And I loved having my own job. Like I worked at Sam Ash Music. So I taught piano and singing there. I, was I enjoyed it. Yeah. That, that um, uh, on, on, you know, I trolled you on, on Facebook and I saw it's like, oh, she worked at Sam Ash. Yeah. You taught piano and music. Uh-huh. I, I taught piano and I also taught um, singing as well. Wow. So that's, that's like, um, you know, if you've ever been to Sam Ash, it's like that's the last place kind of kind of weird to see. You know, it's like someone you would see sister. You know, <laughs> Sam Ash. Um, but you enjoyed that. Yes, I enjoyed it a lot. And it also gave me the opportunity to see that I, I wanted to serve young people. I wanted to serve the youth. I had all all sorts of students. Um, I had 
um, students who were high school age students, music students who um, were, you know, tiny, tiny guys from like five years old. Um, also a retired man um, who in his, you know, late 60s said, you know, I still, it's been my dream to learn the piano and I, and I still have that dream. Um, but I really enjoyed serving the, the, young, the young students. And sometimes I would, you know, just, just to make, just to get to know them a little bit, I would chat with them a little bit, chat with their families. And then sometimes if they would share something like, oh, you know, um, it wasn't a really good week that I had. Um, I'm struggling a lot with my math class or whatever it is. Um, sometimes I would say, gosh, you know, I'll, let me pray with you right now. I would love to pray with you right now. But I say, gosh, I can't do that in a secular environment here in my workplace. So in my heart, I'm praying for them. But so that just made me say, you know, I want to do something more for them. Um, and that also helped me in my journey to eventually um, join a community of sisters that serve the youth, which is the Wisconsin Sisters of St. John Bosco. And so, you know, you, you've, sister, you've always been a really great listener. Uh, just looking at you every time you walked through, you were just, you, you would just focus and you would just listen. As different from me, I would go into the room and start talking. The first thing you would do, you would start asking people their names, and then you would just listen. Never a good skill that I had, but what attracted you to the Solution Sisters, to this order? What attracted you to, to become a Solution Sister? Mm -hmm. So I first, I first heard about the Solution Sisters through a lady from my parish, Sylvia Cardin, um, who her one of her cousins is a Salesian sister who <laughs> actually she's now my superior. Oh. Um, <laughs> was, it was a really cool connection. Um, but at the time, what really, okay, it was, I said, okay, they, they serve the youth. That's cool. Um, at the time, I wasn't that interested because I was looking into the Carmelite sisters. But what really intrigued me was when I met them in person, which was at the LA Congress in Anaheim, um, they, had a, they had a booth. I wouldn't say it was a vocation booth. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit of everything. They had books on different saints, especially Salesian saints, St. John Bosco, young saints too. They had, they had a section of like different bracelets and keychains. So there was a lot of different things that I, that I thought was interesting and it wasn't like just on okay, we want you to be a sister or anything like that. Um, and then they, what also I really enjoyed too was they had a lot of games and they had a foosball area where you can just play games with the sisters and the Salesian priests and brothers. And I said, wow, they like to have fun. Um, and that attracted me, just that, that enthusiasm and love for life. Um, and I remembered when I saw their booth, I said, oh, you know what? Those are the Salesian sisters, the ones that Sylvia was telling me about. And um, by that time, um, the Carmelite sisters had also shared with me that I had sounded like a Salesian. So I said, oh, I should go and check them out. And 
um, it was strange because there was one thought that immediately came to me that said, whatever you do, do not visit those sisters. Do not go to their little booth. But thankfully, I knew better. I knew not to listen to that voice that came to me because the, thank God the Carmelite sisters taught me about prayer and um, basically figuring out what is from God and what is not from God. So I said, no, I'm going to go straight to those sisters and I'm going to chat with them. <laughs> so, um, yes, once I started to talk with them, um, to learn more about them, I signed up for their, their email list. Um, the more things that I learned about them, besides their enthusiasm for life, just, just their openness and their love for young people, I think that really attracted me. Um, but honestly, the more that I learned about them, so, the more it made me want to be, become one of them. So I love the fact that you had an encounter with Christ in adoration and you felt your calling there and then you pursued Christ. It, it's like, sometimes I always hear, it's like, oh, you know, they're calling you, they're calling you. And unlike me, who, um, you know, Monsignor Colleen was always chasing after me. You actually chased after Christ. I mean, you went looking for the Carmelites. You went then met the Salesians. And so you were pursuing to serve Christ in a, in a different capacity um, rather than the secular world. That's amazing. I, I really love that story. So Lily, Sister Lily, see, I'm still, <laughs> yeah, I knew you when you were a kid. So sister, yes. here's the thing. And people out there thinking, okay, she's this person. She has great talent. She has great gifts. Now she's going to become a sister. I mean, what do you guys do? Yes. So our sisters do a lot of different things, but really it's for the young people. Okay. So some of our sisters are youth ministers at parishes. Um, some of our sisters, many of our sisters are um, teachers and educators. We're all educators in one form or another. It doesn't have to be in the classroom. Um, some of our sisters, they are, you know, much older. So now their main, their main job, if you will, is to pray, to pray for the youth. Um, so really, it we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of things um, either during the school year or when it's not the school year, we have summer camp. This year we have virtual summer camp, um, reaching out to our youth through Zoom. Um, we do How's so that? many different things. How does that virtual summer camp go? Yeah, so this is very new for us because this is our first time not having a summer camp where the kids actually come um, to our, um, to us, to our camps. Um, this time it's virtually. So through Zoom, we meet, um, in the, we have a morning session and an afternoon evening session. Um, we all join in on Zoom and we have different activities for the kids. We open with prayer. We have a little moment of good news where we share about maybe a saint or a Bible story. Um, 
different kinds of activities. And then we also have like little lessons too. So I taught the kids juggling. Um, one of the other sisters, she taught um, magic tricks and she connected it to St. John Bosco, who also enjoyed doing magic. Um, and then um, for our evening sessions, we have different kinds of um, special activities. So one night we had a minute to win it night, kind of a night. Um, we had um, a movie night where we watched up and I cried. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, and a lot of different activities. And it's basically, it's a wonderful way to keep the kids still learning about God, to have them, um, to keep them safe and to have fun too, um, while they're staying at home during this time of the, of the virus. <laughs> That's, that's super cool. Uh, the one thing I really got out of that is, you juggle? You know, I do juggle. It's very, it's very basic. It's very simple. If you really want to see some awesome, super exciting juggling, you would have to ask my brother, Father Gino, because he's, he's the professional juggler. No. Um, Father Gino juggles? Yes, he juggles. And he, like... He's he has taken it, like first it started off as a hobby when he was a child, but as he grew into an adult, it became more professional. So yeah, so he started learning how to juggle clubs. He started learning how to juggle. He started working with um, using a unicycle. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. Father Gino juggles, you juggle. And, and you guys are such a talented family. Um, Thank so, you. Sister, Sister Lily, what's, what's a typical day for you as, as, as a religious? What's a typical mm -hmm. day for you? Yes, so a typical day. Um, so do you want to know a typical day for a Salesian sister or a typical day for me who I'm like still... <laughs> Well, like I'm in the process to become a sister, so my schedule was a little bit different. Uh, let, let's let's hear what your typical day is, and then okay. part two when you are wearing your full habit. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, so a typical day for me. So the past, um, I'm so I'm on my fourth year with the sisters. The third and fourth year is um, called the novitiate stage of the process to become a sister. So that was really um, characterized by a lot of prayer and study. So in the morning I would wake up maybe 5.40, yeah. Um, I like to try to sleep in if I can. Um, <laughs> so I wake up around 5.40, we have um, 30 minute meditation. So usually it's reading, um, reflecting on the gospel for the mass for that day. So 30 minutes of that, of that, we have mass and then, um, morning prayer together in the chapel with the sisters. And then after that breakfast and then classes. So, um, these past two years, I've had a couple of 
different kinds of classes. Some are more, I guess, um, for, formation sister classes in the sense that, okay, studying, um, what does it mean to live the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience as a Salesian sister? Um, classes about um, the Salesian spirit, um, prayer, and then I had more academic classes. So I took philosophy, I took theology classes, um, and these were classes that, was, um, that was taken at a college, um, Catholic College for Sisters. Um, and I obtained my certificate in theolo uh, theological studies. So that helps me a lot when it comes to teaching in the classroom because, okay, I'm not just a random person coming into the classroom teaching the kids about God, but okay, Sister Lily really knows and studied about God and can teach these students um, and also for um, religious education as well. You know, so, you know, sister, one of the things um, that, that I always, you know, one of the reasons why I never did was I was, I was really selfish um, because I had dreams. Uh, and sometimes we, we always think, oh, she's going to become a sister. Um, there goes her dreams. Uh, you know, it's like, I always wanted to ask people this, like, what, what, what is, what is, do you still have a dream for yourself someday? Or is this your dream? Uh, did you dream of being something else? What is your dream? Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that because St. John Bosco had a lot of dreams too. Um, one of my dreams was somehow to just be able to share my music with the world. Um, I know that God has blessed me with the gift of music and um, especially my voice. So I've always dreamed of, okay, maybe someday I can be like a YouTube star um, or something, you know, something to share my music um, and my love for God with others. Um, some other, I guess some other dreams too. One of my dreams was, um, yeah, to become a sister. Um, but before that, I just, I just wanted it somehow to be connected to music. Um, and, and you know what? Here, here's the thing. This is so exciting. Maybe this is the Holy Spirit working through this whole thing. Uh -huh. but you are a singer and I've always loved listening to you. And so how about you. we put this on YouTube and how about well, we put this on podcast because we do have listeners from all over the world. And how about you? How about you sing for us a song? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Well, let okay. me some, you know, so there we do have some listeners on this podcast. But mm -hmm. how about you sing us a song? What song are you going to sing for us? Okay. Um, I'd like to sing a song that I wrote. Um, it's called He Loves You. And so basically when I wrote this song... I was reflecting a lot about God's love for me and God's love for other people. Um, regardless of some of the many quirks, 
<laughs> or things about myself that maybe I'm not totally proud of. Um, God loves me. God loves you for who we are, that we are God's children. Um, and it's more of a fun song. Um, I've always hoped to share this song, like, I don't know, at a coffee, coffee shop or something, because it's fun. I think it's a fun song. Awesome. I can't wait. Let's hear it. Okay. So I'm going to get my guitar. Um, let's see. Now, can you, can you hear me right now? Because I had to move away from the earbuds. Okay. kind of nervous, but oh. I'll just roll with it. Okay. A million things you got to say. They come and go like yesterday. Give him chances, let him speak his mind. You drive him crazy all the time. You look at him, he looks at you. Cause that's what lovers often do See his glances there to die for you They drive you crazy all the time Now you see with all your frailties He loves you just for who you are It's something really I'm convincing you you really saw his heart. He la, 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 loves you. La, 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 loves you. How many times he's got to say. He la, 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 loves you. He la, 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 loves you. Possibilities, reality. 
for who you are. It's something really unconvincing you. You really saw his heart. He to the computer. That was so okay. pretty. <laughs> that that was wonderful, Sister Lily. Thank you. You know what? One of the things is in this podcast, we actually did invite a couple of young people uh, mm. to join us. And maybe yeah. maybe they have a, a question for you. So if you guys can turn on your video so we can see you. Um, this is Serena and Tori and Carla. Uh, wow. Bart. Hello. Yes. Um, Hi. And um, Serena and Tori and, and Carla, do you guys have any questions that you want to ask Sister Lily that I may have forgotten? By the way, what's the title of that song? He Loves You. He Loves You. Because God loves you. God loves all Your singing is so beautiful. I love um, this. Everything is so pretty. I thank love you. It. Thank so, you. Question. I, I'm sorry. I do have a question. Um, sure. I've, I've thought about becoming a sister myself, and I'm only 12, so it's not, okay. I don't give it too much thought, but I think one thing that has been holding me back from, like, really thinking about it is just, like, I want to get married someday you know? Mm -hmm. Did you ever think about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's something, too, that thankfully, um, I've had to also, like, pray about that, and also in the process to become a sister, you do have to, like, recognize, okay, you know, I'm not going to have a family of my own, um, if I become a consecrated sister, um, I know that I'm not going to have my own biological family. Um, and something about the, the religious life about becoming a sister is that, um, you, you gain so much more than what you give up. Um, what has really what has really helped me in my life is recognizing, you know, I am not getting married and committing my life 
to Bob or George or um, some other awesome Catholic guy here on this earth. But a consecrated sister becomes the bride of Christ. And Jesus, in a very, very real way, becomes the love of your life. And you become that sign of what is to come in heaven. Every person in heaven is the, um, is the lover of Christ. And you have, you get to experience that in heaven. However, the, the sister, the consecrated sister, already lives that here on earth. So it's, um, yeah, it's true. It's like, okay, yeah, that's true. All right, God, I'm not going to get married to a human being, but I'm also, I'm going to get married to you, Jesus. Um, and I also have to remember too, Jesus is divine. He's God, but Jesus is also human too. It's true. Yeah. Does that help you out? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I hope that wasn't too like, <laughs> like too much to, to take it or. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. Serena, do you have a question? Yeah. Um, I know you said your like your dream was to become a singer. Like, mm -hmm. what would what advice would you give for like like young girls that do want to become a sister and having to let go of their dream? Mm -hmm. I always remember that you know God God knows your dreams, and He's going to remember that, and He's going to bless the fact that okay. So I'm not going to become the YouTube star that I was dreaming of. Um, or I also studied like classical music and opera. So I'm not gonna become an opera singer like what I studied at, at Chapey College, um, but he's still going to use your gifts and your dreams and he's going to um, somehow maybe realize that dream, make it come true. Maybe not exactly the way how I want it, but it's still going to be realized somehow. I trust that. Um, and surprisingly, um, as a sister, I've seen, and I've also seen uh, the other sisters too that I've lived with, some of their dreams have been, have come true, but as a sister. So that kind of throws it there in the mix of life somehow. <laughs> you know, sister, people who know me know I have a huge family and family is, is very important in, in our lives. And you have such a loving family. So my question is, does it, you know, being so far away from them and now, you know, you're going to be a Salesian sister consecrated, you know, does it get lonely? Well, no, it doesn't. Um, it is, you do feel, at least for me, since I was very close to my family, I did feel that sense of, whoa, I'm not with them as much as I used to. 
Um, but, but then, you know, as I continued living um, the life with this, uh, living the religious life with the sisters, um, you start to build friendships and the sisters also become your family. The cool thing about, especially about the Salesians is that they have, their one of their, I guess, trademarks, I don't know how to explain it, characteristics is to have a family spirit. Mm-hmm. So not just the sisters become your family, but the family of the sisters become the Salesian sisters family too. So when I, so when I moved to New Jersey, um, my mom started being in touch with the Salesian sisters who lived in California. Um, and she got to know them. It was, it was weird because my mom said, oh yeah, I visited the sisters. And I said, wait, <laughs> they're visiting the sisters and I'm not even there. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I'm just very blessed. Um, yeah, it was definitely different and it was a, tra- it was a transition for me to become um, more on my own, apart from my own family and my mom, uh, my brothers and sisters from my dad, but it's not like you're disowning them or let, letting go of them. So, so sister, sister, sister Lily, what words, I mean, we have young ladies here listening and we probably have other young ladies who are going to be listening and we're probably going to have moms who are going to be listening and dads like me listening to you speaking on this mm-hmm. podcast. What words do you have for them uh, regarding, you know, their daughters um, entering into religious life? Because we do have a society nowadays who does not look at their daughters as going into the service of, I call that into the service of, of, of God, to serve him, to completely give themselves to him. What words do you have for our young ladies and parents? Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because the thought that came to my mind was, um, first of all, it was, a, it was it's, it's kind of, it's funny. The sentence of like a parent, dear God, Please, we pray for vocations to the religious life, to the sisterhood. Please, we pray for that. But just don't call my daughter to that. Amen. (laughs) So um, it's hard. I acknowledge that it's hard for parents um, to let go. And and maybe they've had dreams for their daughters too. Um, And then, so I think my, my suggestion or my thoughts for especially for parents is pray for the grace to be open to say yes. Um, I think what has helped many young people, it's already hard enough to say yes to God. That takes a lot of courage. Um, it's, it's going to be a million times easier if a parent supports that. Amen. So, and yeah, it's true that it's going to be hard um, for the parents because especially when, like, hey, when I moved and joined the sisters, it was exciting for me. I had a new um, place in 
a new place to move into and to embrace the religious life. But for the parents, they see the, the emptiness in the house. Um, and that's hard. That is hard. Um, but <laughs> God is going to be so generous. If you're generous with him, he will be generous with you. He will, he will help the parents. He will help. Yeah, mom, dad, God's going to help you out. Um, so just pray for the grace to be open. And then for the, for the daughters who are called or who just might think, okay, maybe I'm called or maybe I should just check this out. Um, don't be afraid to give it a shot because you're not going to lose anything. Um, it's, I, I met some people who have said, I wish I gave it a try, but I never did. Um, it's, it's going to, it's going to be a beautiful experience to just give it a try. That's true. Thank you so much for your words. You know what? Yeah. yeah, this, uh, we don't want to keep the, the entire podcast going on because I, you know me, I can talk forever. Yeah. Some people, you know, they, they're like their attention span wanes after a while and this story your life story your your vocation story is so enthralling we're gonna have to do another podcast um with you but here's the one thing before we always end we always ask our special guests this one question uh-huh and since you're catholic you gotta answer this okay what when that time comes and that time always comes when you become that saint what would you be the patron saint of? And while you think about that, and I'm going to give you a little second to think about that, I want to share with, with our listeners that when I was in college in the Philippines, my, my apartment was in the front of this street, and right behind me was just noise. And it was um, uh, the squatters of the Philippines, and right next to it was a high school, St. John Bosco High School. Mm. Red by the Salesian sisters. And so on Sundays, that's where I would go to have mass because they would have it on the sidewalk. And that's where the, 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 the children from these squatter areas, they would go and the Salesian sisters would come out and they would, they would have classes on the sidewalk. And my job was just to fill up these little bags full of rice and a couple of cans of food and the kids they would come to mass and after leaving, you know, the, the studies, they would get to go home with a bag of rice and, and some food. <clears throat> and I just thought that was so beautiful that the, these sisters every single Sunday and every single day would go out into these impoverished areas, dressed in all white, by the way. <laughs> mm. And they never got dirty. I'm like, and I'm just helping. And by the end of the day, I'm, I'm just filthy. And, and <laughs> oh no, the Philippines is just humid. Yeah. They're wearing full on habits. And I was like, how do you do that? And that's why I always said, you know what? It's because they float. They actually don't walk, they float. The sisters. <laughs> so, I, so I gave you that minute. So Sister Lily, what would you be the patron saint of? The voice. 
the voice. Not the show. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Although I do enjoy singing, um, I think I'd be the patron saint of The Voice because whether it's it's singing or whether it's just having a good conversation, I'm an extrovert and I do enjoy just having a good conversation. Um, the Voice is is powerful, is a powerful instrument to be able to um, uh, to be able to share. God's love with other people, um, it can, yeah, it's so powerful for good or for bad. So I'd like, I'd like to be the patron saint of the voice for good. Um. <laughs> Amen. I love that. Yeah. Sister Lily, before I make my closing remarks, would mm -hmm. you close us in prayer? Sure, definitely. All right. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, thank you for, for everything, just for the opportunity to share, for Arnell, for Tori, Serena, um, everyone who's joining us here tonight. I ask for blessings upon each of us and our families and for just the courage um, and the confidence to say yes to whatever, whatever you ask for, um, Lord God, whatever you ask for in our lives, whether it's for our life choice or our vocation or just in the daily things, help us to listen to you and to say yes. Um, and please bless that and take care of that for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. You know what? Time goes by and it flies. Yeah. I was like, wow, I looked at the clock. I was like, oh my goodness. I, t I, I completely said I was done by 8.30. And it was like, um, <laughs> it's past 8.30. I was like, she's going to turn into a pumpkin or something. <laughs> I'm still three hours ahead because I, I just came from New Jersey. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for joining us. That's all we have for this episode. I want to thank Lily, Sister, I can't get it right. I want to thank Sister Lily Galley for joining us this evening for this podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm very, very happy that we were able to, to be here. Amen. And I want to thank uh, the, the young ladies of St. Mary's Parish um, and their group called Amata Filia Dei. Um, um, thank you so much for joining us this evening to be able to ask those questions. We hope you like this episode of This Connected Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And please, please give us a rating and a review. That's really helpful in all the algorithms to try to get us out there so people can listen to our content. Also, if you want to email us your comments or questions or questions to Sister Lily, email them to catholic.dad50 at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page, at catholic.dad. You can also support the podcast by making a donation. Send us a Venmo at our Venmo code, catholicdotdad. You know, your, your donation, 100% of that donation goes to helping the youth ministry. So send us a dollar or two, or three, maybe even four. And if you do... We'll even give you a sticker, our podcast stickers, or even our new podcast coasters, which has my beautiful face on it. Um, anyways, 
Remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and be, be third. God bless you guys. We'll see you in the next podcast. Please send us a review. God bless. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind. Drown out the noise. And see if this connected. And see if this connected. This connected podcast is brought to you by the cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.